No Bull. Powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to NoBull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone. Let's go! And welcome in to the Wednesday edition of No Bull with Chris, Crespin, and Simone. A little groggy edition. I'm a little tired. Sean's a little tired. It's a busy day yesterday. Something important was going on. Stayed up a little late watching yeah, some lots, television. Lots of ASU production and and uh, there, was there anything else going on yesterday? Was there, no, no, I, that was what I was referring no? to, Sean. Oh, gotcha. I, I wasn't doing the production, but I was just staying up in solidarity with you as you were doing the production. Gotcha, so that gotcha. was what I. What no, there was tired. nothing else that was going. There was nothing else going on yesterday. Nothing at all. What does tired mean? I never heard of that. What does tired mean? Um, yeah, I would. Like, I, I would know guess, what you guys are talking about. I would guess it would be... You know be, why, Sean? Because we're bringing well, energy every single day! The lack of energy and uh, lethargic. Those are words that come to mind. But we'll make it so through. I like, how, I like how we spent like, the, the, 10 min, the 10 minutes right before we started the show fixing Jordan's microphone. And his first contribution to the show is to stand as far away from his microphone as possible. Yeah, and then scream. scream into it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> that's, that's a great contribution. I thought oh, all right, gentlemen. to do. Let's get everything started here on a Wednesday. Let's tell everybody what is in the lead on the program today. This is the one they're talking about. Well, Sean, one of the things that happened yesterday, you know, you mentioned doing your ASU production. One of the other big things that happened yesterday was the NFL trade deadline came and went. And we talked about, you know, J.J. Watt potentially getting traded, the Packers potentially getting Will Fuller. Could Michael Thomas be on the move? None of it. Got absolutely none of it. I think the Dolphins made a move or two, none of which register on a big scale. No big moves made. Sean, does this shock you at all? No, usually you don't see big moves in the, in the NFL when it comes to the trade deadline to begin with. And furthermore, beyond that, there's a estimation of a $25 million decrease in the salary cap for next season because of the current revenue that is projected to be lost by the NFL. And if you're not familiar with how the, the uh, revenue share works in the NFL, 49% of the generated revenue from the league goes to the players. That then divvies up and, and, and creates the salary cap number for each year. When the overall revenue is down, so goes the salary cap. So I think what you're seeing are, are teams that don't want to lock themselves into future contracts where they really have no idea where their cap space is going to be to begin with. But like I said, you don't see a lot of movement in the NFL when it comes to trade deadline usually anyway it's not the nba uh, you can't usually flip your team with one guy in the nfl football doesn't work that way for the most part outside of the quarterback position so uh, you don't see a lot of moves but furthermore i think that the the fact that there's such uncertainty with the salary cap there's such uncertainty with what the future of this league is going to look like uh from a financial standpoint i don't i'm not surprised at all that we didn't see teams lock themselves into to future contracts I'm surprised we didn't see Green Bay make a move. You know, this is the one team that I thought you might see them make a push for a receiver. Uh, they were talking about, uh, you know, interest in the Houston set of wide receivers didn't make a move. Uh, Seattle is a team that's made a couple different moves here, uh, you know, to, to try and, and bump their team up to that Super Bowl level, you know, whether it be on defense. They're getting Jamal Adams back this week, but... Um, you know, Green Bay is one of those teams that didn't make a move, and, and I'm sure that their fans wish that they did. Well, guys, we have a uh, new team that we can add to the list of teams we're watching with uh, a potential COVID situation as the 49ers just before we went on the air today on this show here on Wednesday. 
closed their facility for the day and everything's going to be conducted virtually following a positive COVID-19 test. Now you may think, well, Chris, this has happened a bunch during during the season. What what does this matter? Well, normally you have a couple days to be able to do contact tracing and sort this thing out. The 49ers play tomorrow night against the Packers on Thursday night football. So time not necessarily on the side of the 49ers to get all this done. That is obviously the next question here is, does this jeopardize the game on Thursday night, at least for Thursday, right? Could they push it to Sunday? Could they push it mm. uh, to Monday? But right now, that is where we're at. The 49ers closed their facility for the day, conducting everything virtually. The next step is to see if that game tomorrow is able to be played. Hey. Why don't they just close the facility down for the rest of the year? Why don't the 49ers just pack it in and tank and get a high draft pick? I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo's now hurt. Their whole D-line's hurt. Richard Sherman's hurt. They, they, they're banged up all over the place. It seems like the 49ers are just saying, no, we're going to pack this one in this year, get healthy, kind of like the Golden State Warriors uh, uh, last year. You know, just, all right, Steph, you sit out. Clay, you're hurt. Uh, Draymond, why don't you just take a couple plays off here and there? Uh, let's get healthy and we'll come back next year. Doesn't it seem like that's what they're doing, Sean? Uh, it seems like guys are legitimately hurt, so it's kind of going down that road. Unfortunately, yeah. like like George Kittle's going to miss you know eight weeks. I don't yeah. think I don't necessarily think they're telling guys to go get these surgeries that unless they're actually needed. So I just think it's been bad. You know, they're just, they're just snake bitten. It's just been bad luck for the San Francisco 49ers. So um, yeah. it is what it is, you know, but their their season for me is essentially done. But I think that's interesting because, again, the National Football League has not lost outright a football game from its calendar this year. So uh, they're still looking to, to have the perfect slate. And if they have to move that game, they have to move that game. I don't think anybody's going to have a heartburn if a Thursday night football game gets moved to Sunday or Monday or Tuesday. So, but something to keep an eye on for sure. The, uh, the Thursday night slate seems to be easily more adjustable than the yes. Sunday night, than the Monday night schedule. So I uh, won't be shocked if you see a movement there. Yeah, and I think that is the, the larger point here is, you know, you never want to have this situation where the NFL has to move a game because of this. But if there is a game that you can move around the schedule, it's the Thursday night game. is probably move the it. easier yeah. one to do it with. Just move it to Sunday. You can move it even to Monday and do a doubleheader on Monday night and not and give yourself all of the right. runway four days. to try to figure this out. Yeah. yeah, give yourself four days to do everything that you need to do. Uh, the Titans scheduled to release Vic Beasley. And gentlemen, this ends a not-so-great tenure in Tennessee for Vic Beasley. Uh, questions about his work ethic showed up to camp 10 days late got fined has hasn't been uh, the, the best player for Tennessee my initial thought when I thought about this was huh defensive player could potentially help the pass rush could the Arizona Cardinals make a phone call I would need to do a little bit of a deeper dive into what he did in Tennessee I know it didn't end well right that marriage there in Tennessee didn't end well but I wonder if at this point in the season Jordan, you mentioned being surprised that Green Bay didn't go for a wide receiver. I wonder if now, with guys potentially getting cut, if those teams looking to make that jump into that yeah. Super Bowl tier begin to look at a guy like Vic Beasley and say, hmm, maybe we can find a spot for him on our team. Yeah, you know, it just depends on what the culture is, right? You talk about his, his issues off the field, showing up late, and, you know, sometimes that's just counterintuitive to what you're trying to do with your football team. Uh, you know, Ted Gidd Jr. is another guy that was released and maybe – you know, Green Bay looks to go get him. He's he's been a playmaker, you know, for for several years. I don't know if he's too old or or what have you, but um, it'll be interesting to see if another team is you know like Seattle that struggled defensively to to go get a guy like Vic Beasley who's got talent. Can we just put him in the right place to to make a couple plays here and there? Um, so yeah, that's interesting. It, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what teams do here in the next uh, couple weeks. And then you know with that Green Bay game. Um, 
this Thursday. Maybe that gives them time to uh, to, to bring in somebody like a Vic Beasley. But yeah, it's uh, they definitely need to upgrade their defense and their offense if they want a shot at a, at a title. And again, every team that's in that tier is going to be looking for those upgrades. So I'm sure, you know, there's a list of teams that are going to be like, hmm, maybe Vic Beasley could fit our team. So something to keep an eye on. Uh, Sean, it's official now. Antonio Brown activated off of the, you know, the suspension list. He, he's been practicing with the team already, but he's now officially active uh, for this game. We're scheduled to return to the field Sunday in that Sunday night contest against the Saints. B.A.'s playing it a little coy with how many plays that we'll see A.B. out there for. Said it could be 10, could be 30, probably not going to be 60. Your early expectations, again, early expectations because we haven't seen what this looks like yet. Your early expectations on what Antonio Brown's role is going to be with this Tampa Bay team. Uh, initially, I think it'll be similar to what you saw when he joined the, the, the uh, Patriots last year. You know, that first game he had against the Dolphins where at the wide receiver position, it's, listen, it's it's one of the positions you can plug and play for the most part outside of timing with the with, with the quarterback. You know, you can plug and play for the most part. Hey, kid, run a nine route. I mean, run, run straight and run it fast. You know, like he'll, he'll have his he'll have his role, uh, you know, what, 15, 20 plays. Yeah, you know, they'll ease him in. The good thing for, for Tampa Bay is you've got a ton of talent on the offensive side of the ball, right? Like, yeah, you know, you don't have to have Antonio Brown out there right away and have him make a major impact with Evans and so forth. Like, you've got playmakers on the edge already, so he's more of a luxury than a necessity. So 15, 20 plays, ease him in, work him in. I think he's more of a long-term play for them, uh, you know, late in the season, postseason, give him that little extra boost on the offensive side of the football. So uh, I don't anticipate you seeing him a whole, whole hell of a lot this weekend. Probably not the next the next few weekends to be honest. It's gonna depend last, on how quickly he can he can get uh, caught up, right? It's gonna be uh, hey, does he go in and does he make our offense better? Does he does he run the route that he's supposed to? Uh, does he catch the ball? Does he have cobwebs he's got to shake off? If he shows that he's Antonio Brown from the past, they're gonna play him and keep playing him if he's making plays. Um, but yeah, I'll be watching that early as well. And lastly, it feels like we do it every time in the lead. It has become a recurring segment here on the program. It is, again, the the, the most listened to part of Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. The most listened to. I have the demographics and the numbers to prove it. It's time for 60 oh seconds God, are we doing of this baseball. again today? Good and Lord, my 60 seconds of baseball today is a rant against Major League Baseball, who last night, in the middle of, you know, other stuff going on, something pretty big going on that was captivating everybody's attention let's release decided, our rewards for the year decided to release their gold glove award winners for the year no diamondbacks won so you didn't miss anything there but this points to just the abject stupidity of the people that run major league baseball that you can't look at a calendar and say hmm you know what if we're trying to grow the game and maybe show off some of our better defensive players and who can make highlight real plays and maybe catch somebody's eye of oh maybe i want to watch that guy play maybe you shouldn't do it on a night where everybody on the freaking planet is watching something else. Maybe you just move it to like, I don't know, today. You, you just look at a calendar. November 3rd, not the day for this. You had four years. You knew this was the day. Yeah. You could have done it on Monday. You could have done it on Wednesday. This is how you, you you lose fans and you don't grow the game by doing stupid stuff like Time that. Time is up. Time is up. I know. Goodness I don't know why. Why would you possibly put that up against the NFL trade deadline? It makes no sense whatsoever. Makes zero sense. You would put that up against Sean's ASU production schedule. It's absolutely and, and, ridiculous. Yes, and the NFL trade deadline. <laughs> it just just makes absolutely no sense. Ridiculous. No sense, gentlemen. 
We talked about it on Monday. We officially said it is Pac-12 week. The Pac-12 is back. So up next, let's discuss what some realistic expectations are for ASU in this shortened Pac-12 schedule. We'll do it next here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. Earnhardt Auto Centers, locally owned and operated since 1951, a proud partner of Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. 19 Arizona locations. They got 21 dealerships and 17 brands. Doesn't matter what you're looking for or where you're at in the Valley, Earnhardt's got you covered for that new vehicle you got your eye on. And with the current times of social distancing, check out the Noble Express option on Noble.com. You can make the entire buying process an absolute breeze from right there in the comfort of your own home. Test drive a vehicle, they'll bring it right to your front door. Finish the financial application right there online, and then they'll deliver the new ride to you once you make your purchase. You don't even have to leave the front door. Experience the Earnhardt commitment to world-class service and low prices that absolutely can't be beat. The Earnhardt name, gentlemen, you know it. It's a name you can trust. It's a 68-year commitment from their family to yours. Earnhardt Auto Centers and Noble.com. That ain't no bull. That ain't Chris no bull. Schubert. So, guys, mm-hmm. I was looking through the schedule for the NCAA this weekend. I got my shoe-in with Schubert coming out tomorrow, so I'm kind of doing some preliminary research. And the Pac-12 schedule is back on the list. We talked about it on Monday, that it is officially Pac-12 week. And I thought maybe we would spend this segment talking about some realistic expectations for this ASU team that, again, is only going to play six games in a Pac-12 schedule, a seventh during championship week, whether they play in the championship game or not. Every team's going to get seven games. And... Sean and I got into a little bit of an argument about this before the show, which is why we're bringing it here to the show, because I think it's a worthwhile conversation. Mm -hmm. I found myself sitting back, looking at the schedule, looking at the fact that the ACC started on time, the SEC was delayed a little bit, but their season's been going for a a, a little while, and it feels... You're not going to have any fans in the stands, unlike some of these other places that are allowing people into the building. You're playing fewer games. You know, you you aren't you already are behind the eight ball when it comes to relevancy, Jordan, inside the, the power five structure inside of college football. The Pac-12 is already starting on a bad foot in terms of national relevancy. And then you throw all of these other things at them. The fact that they, like I said, are playing fewer games. They're starting their season later. They aren't going to have fans in the stands. It's going to be really tough for them to get respect in the college college football playoffs, you know, college football playoff conversation. And I sit here and I wonder, yeah. huh, these, these universities put so much time, so much energy, so much resources into recruiting and building an infrastructure to give them years and years and years of success. And yet one of those years of these recruits that they've brought in, I, I hate to use the word waste because these universities are still making money from the TV deals. They're still mitigating a lot of the losses from COVID that, that are going to allow them to keep people's jobs. I understand the importance of that. But I'm talking from a football on the field perspective. You got to think that there are some coaches that if you gave them the truth serum and you had them in a closed in a closed room and you asked them, they would say, you know what, I'd rather not play and, and lose a year of these kids' eligibility for a six-game schedule where I'm not going to get the relevance. So you know what's interesting is that – these kids aren't losing eligibility this year. This is basically a free year. I don't know if you guys knew that. I found that out recently too, and it, it was shocking to me. Um, this doesn't count towards eligibility. So any senior can come back this after this season. Chase Lucas, Jack Jones, all these guys, if they don't have the year that they want, because of the circumstances, they can all come back. Did you guys know that? I don't know if that's been officially announced yet, to be perfectly honest. I know that it's been a discussion I don't know if that has been officially announced by the NCAA that the football or the sports for this particular season uh, 
will get an extra year of eligibility. I know baseball and the and the winter sports last year are getting a another year of eligibility, but I don't believe for for football and sports I'm pretty that sure it's run true. during this season. We're gonna have to do a little research on that, Schubert. I'm looking it yeah, up right now. As well, we look it up because I don't that. believe that the NCAA made the announcement but, for football. Okay. Well, regardless, regardless, I, I I still don't think it's a waste of of a of a season. You know, it's it's unfortunate. Um, a lot of people going through a lot of difficult things right now. But you have seven games basically to show if you're trying to make it to the NFL that you are an NFL player. You have seven games. It's better than nothing. Um, you know, it, it, like you said, it it's it is tough because. Um, you know, if, if I'm a senior, I don't want my senior year to be the year that, you know, we only played seven games and, you know, say you do go win a Pac-12 championship, there'll always be an asterisk next to it. Cause people go, oh, you know, they only played seven games. Well, if you run the table in the Pac-12 and you win the Pac-12 championship outright, say you go seven and oh, eight and oh, or whatever it is, you have a legitimate shot to make it in the college football playoff. I don't, I mean, they have to seriously look at you say Oregon runs the table in the north they beat the south team that they're playing and then they beat the team in the pac-12 championship uh like easily they'll be considered heavily for the for the playoff i mean they're gonna have to uh there's gonna have to be a loss for somebody to not be considered and uh you know as we've seen in the pac-12 in the past there has been a team that like oregon that could maybe have been last year in the playoff crap down their leg against ASU on the road. I mean, it just happens every year in the Pac-12. There's a team that's undefeated. They go on the road late in November. Um, now it will be December, I guess, and they lose. And so now they're out of the they're out of the you know the chance to be in the in the playoff. But um, yeah, I know you guys are still looking that up. Did you guys find anything? So it, it, I'm seeing some stuff where they have given this blanket waiver eligibility for players to come back but i'm also seeing for things that tell fall, me the complete opposite for fall sports and for it's 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 for different portions of the nf of the of the calendar and it has and it doesn't affect every sport at, at all so we'll have to look into that yeah, but i agree the, orig fall sport, right? the, the original point of the whole uh the whole conversation was whether or not Schubert said his feelings were that it feels like that they're wasting their time in the Pac-12. So, you know, that to me is the conversation piece here. And I, I can't, for the life of me, see how that would possibly be the case. You know, if, you're, if you feel that way because the Pac-12 may not be, you know, included into the conversation for the, for the playoffs late in the year, how many times have they missed the playoffs anyway? Did you feel like the season was a waste? No. Uh, if you're a school that misses a bowl game, did you feel like you shouldn't have played that season? We wasted our money and wasted our time. No, uh, you're going to lose a ton of money this year with no fans coming in at the gate. How do you recoup that? Make sure you still have television dollars with Fox and the other major networks that are going to be airing your games. So is it a waste? No, not even in the, not even slightly, not even remotely. Is it a waste? to play a football season still if it's seven games if it ends up being five games for a lot of these schools i mean jordan you're you i mean you the amount of work that i don't even have to tell you the amount of work that goes into getting ready for a season to then be told you're not going to have one overall i mean how ridiculous would that be if you're from a player standpoint to to have to accept that no it's it's not a waste in the slightest bit schubert i think seven games is going to feel like enough when it's all said and done hell some of these larger conferences or not larger conferences, but the conferences that started earlier, a lot of their teams are only going to see seven games as well. So it doesn't feel like a waste for them. You know, it's, it's no, it's not a waste in my opinion at all.
Not, and, not and to, to put this together, not, not at all. The, the larger point that I had, rather than the eligibility thing, which, again, I, in the short minute that I looked stuff up, I've seen two different things about it. I've seen stories that say, yes, they are going to be granted an extra year of eligibility and an extra year to complete it. That's great because that mitigates one of the reasons why I think it could be a waste. But more importantly, it's a relevancy thing for me, right? It is your standing inside of the discussion of the Power Five Conference. You're already the little brother, right? You're already designated to the kids' table as it is. And with you starting later, and you probably already, without even playing a game, without even a snap being taken, probably find yourself outside the college football playoff picture, that's not great. That doesn't make you feel good about where you stand, right? And so now, if you cannibalize yourself inside the Pac-12, everybody just beats up on everybody, you give the national media even more reason to not take you seriously. And that's my bigger concern, right? The Pac-12 is a Power 5 conference. They should be on the same level as those other conferences in the conversation for the college football playoff. They're not. They're not there. And all you have to do is open the door a little bit to give the national media and to give people reason to knock them down a peg even more. And I wonder if starting the season late, as they are, not having fans in the stands where other places are going to have camera shots of you know 10,000 10, people in the stands, if that helps create that perception that uh, the Pac-12 is just not as big as the SEC, right? The SEC was able to find a way to get people in, in the building. The Pac-12 wasn't. I wonder if there's a perception battle that goes on here. So maybe waste is the wrong word. Maybe I should change it to the perception of the Pac-12 gets worse yeah. with this situation. But I don't know because we, we're, we've waited this long to see it play out. Maybe I'm yeah. overstating what this could no. look like. But it is I'm a legitimate you. concern I have. I'm with you. I think it, it looks bad for the Pac-12. Everybody's been playing football. Like it's like everyone's playing football. NFL's playing. I mean, the Pac-12 could have been playing. They were just very, very cautious, not surprisingly, um, over here on the West Coast with starting up football when the rest of the country went on. So, yes, the committee will look at that and go, they didn't play a full slate of games. They started in November. They're healthier. They've had more time to, to practice. It's almost an unfair advantage um, when, it, when it comes to training. Uh, when a lot of teams didn't get that much time to train. So, um, you know, as we're seeing some some players are, you know, like missing games like, you know, Trevor Lawrence at Clemson, but you got to work with what you got. And if you're the Pac-12, if you're ASU, you're a player, all you can control is what happens on the field and your actions every single day. So if I'm a player, I'm showing up every single day, I'm working my ass off and I'm preparing for USC. I'm getting ready for USC because at the end of the day, if we win games, we give us ourselves the best opportunity to get into the playoff. And if that's your goal to win a championship, that's all you can do. And if I'm Herm Edwards, that's all I've been preaching to my team since this started is we don't know when we're going to start. We don't know if we're going to start, but when we do, we better be prepared and we better be ready to, to win because that will give us the best opportunity uh, to not be overlooked. And I do have uh, the official they approve a blanket waiver for 2020 fall sports. This is from Brad Denny. Um, speak of the devil's podcast. Great podcast out there about ASU. Um, so they passed it for fall and winter athletes. They will have a blanket uh, of eligibility. So this season basically doesn't count towards eligibility. Anybody can return, which is a huge advantage for ASU because they have a lot of players looking to get to the NFL. If they don't have the year that they want, then they can come back. Um, and as we were talking about just for the seven game season for a senior to be able to come back and have a true offseason, that's a that's a pretty cool opportunity for them.
and I would I would add to this to wrap up that conversation that that blanket waiver probably puts the decision instead of making it the NCAA's decision to say whether or not you can come back or not, they kind of put it in the position of the school, right? The school has the ability to say, hey, yes, we will bring you back. Uh, you can apply for this waiver. So Who was kinda... it? Utah? Remember when uh, we were talking about well, that no, wasn't this it, summer? Wasn't it? I wasn't. It was either Nebraska or Wisconsin. It was maybe it was That's, Wisconsin where the where the I, AD I think it was Barry was Alvarez like, at Wisconsin. He was like, they, "We're good, seniors. Yeah, all go, the softball and baseball. They were like, "Nope, we're not bringing you back, even though we have the chance to." So you're you're good. Thank you. You can so, go ahead. And so go. we've seen this already play out because the NCAA did this exact same thing with the winter with the spring sports this year and we've seen ad say yeah you know what we're good so it's an option we'll see if the schools take it so jordan thank you for uh, working your sources on that one and getting an answer for us sean crespin i hope that you are not using that telephone right now to cheat because i will launch an inve another investigation into what we're oh, about he to is do next. he is he just gives me a thumbs up. He, he says he, yeah, he's he not going to answer any he's questions. He's not here about right cheating. now. I mean, I'm not on anything that remotely looks okay. like uh, lines for okay. any football I'm just or anything. Making sure. if, if that's where we're going with this next segment. Listen, I just want there to be you know integrity in the program, integrity in the segments. If you're going to win the segment, I want you to do it with some integrity, some class, okay? I don't me want too. there to be people on Twitter tweeting at me and Jordan saying, oh, I think Sean cheated. I don't want that. You think we want that? No, we want you to win. We want you to be able to celebrate and then not have this error, this clout. I won, I won last week, and you guys no, called me out. No, but there was cloud around it. There was cloud. You're like you Donald got too Trump. Many perfect. You're like Donald Trump. You don't like the results, so now you have to start an investigation right, and easy, start ripping easy, people. Easy. So I don't okay. like how it went, so I have to investigate and call out the rest of the country. Uh, so let's get to it. Let's get to uh, the line that, is right. The line is next. right is next here on No Bull with Chris Crespin and Simone. I lost the ability to see for a second. <laughs> Me All too. right, game show music means one thing and one thing only, Sean Crespin. What do we got? You got that little smirk on your face because I, I think maybe you feel a little confident in uh, in today's proceedings. I have not, no? not in the slightest bit. I don't, I couldn't even tell you. What I don't even know who's playing. I was just gonna say the same thing. I don't have yeah. no clue cool. what the schedule even so looks then, like. This is incredibly. I know fair, the Raiders man. play the Chargers, and I know the Cardinals are playing the Dolphins. And outside of that, I haven't looked at the NFL schedule yet. It's one been a of hell those of a week. games is one of those games is part of this. It's only Wednesday, Sean. You got a couple more days left. Mm -hmm. Let's start with the Ravens at the Colts. Jordan, Ravens at the Colts. Ravens at Colts. I'm going to say Ravens minus five and a half. Good number. Ravens minus five and a half. Colts Sean been playing pretty good Sean, football. Sean did know the games. Jordan says a number. Oh, that's a good number. That's uh, a good well, number. Ravens Colts. I, yeah. I know what happened yeah. last. I know which kind of football both those teams have been playing. Um, Phillip Rivers the last two weeks actually playing decent football, not turning it over every every other drive. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Colts plus or so Ravens minus three and a half. Ravens minus three and a half. Sean Crespin on the board already. Ravens minus two and a half right it. now. Ravens Colts have been I'm jumping on that. And a half. I'm so open at minus that. three. It is down to two and a half. Game number two. Sean, you go first. Seahawks at the Bills. Bills have just not played well the last handful In of Buffalo. weeks. And if I remember Consider right, the weather. everybody on... Uh, on Seattle, that's been out. Carson, I think, has got a chance to come back offensively. That's that'll be big and, and pass protection and so forth, which is where they've been struggling. If if they have been struggling at all offensively, um, I think Adams comes back. So I mean, this this team's just getting better. Give me Seattle minus. The weather. You said it's in Buffalo. In Buffalo. 
Well, Seattle plays in crap weather. Jordan knows they that. They play in Buffalo um, crap weather. Let's go Seattle minus. It is. Three. Thank you, Jordan. Seattle minus three. Seattle minus three. Uh, yes, Jamal Adams is coming back. Chris Carson will be back. They're yeah. finally a little bit healthier defensively. Sha uh, Shaq will be back. Shaq Griffin in the corner. I'm going to say Seattle. I'm going to price it right here. Seattle minus three and a half. Sean Crespin up two to nothing in the early going. It is Seattle minus two and a half. Wow. Seattle minus two. You could have priced and a half. me on the other side, you, and you would have got the you point. You went the wrong way, Jordan. You went the wrong way. Well, Sean, it's the only game that you said that you knew that was on the schedule this week: the Raiders at the Chargers. Yeah. So Jordan Raiders can go first at on this so Jordan going first. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Raiders at Chargers. Ah, I, man, the Chargers have just been getting. Screwed in the last minute. Seems like it's been three weeks on in their a row. Own they've doing. lost on a last-second field goal. Yeah, by their own doing, of course. Um, I'm gonna say Raiders at. You know Chargers. what? I'm gonna give out. Some, I'm gonna no, hold on. I'm gonna give out whoa, free whoa. information. Free information for both of you. This line. I'm not telling you where it started. It has moved three points since it's opened in one direction. Holy crap! So ta take What's that changed? information okay, so, and use so it. So the however Chargers you'd like were, it. the the. The Raiders were probably slight favorites, and people loaded up on the Raiders. Um, I'm going to say Raiders minus five. Raiders minus five. No way. We're, we're not that good. We're not that good of a football team. And when I say we, I'm a big Raider fan. Uh, let's go Raiders minus th three. Pick them, gentlemen. It's a pick them. Pick them. Chargers started the line minus three. It is now a pick them. Wow, they had the Chargers minus three to start that. Okay, no it respect. Moved to a pick them. So who are we giving that point so to? Nobody. Nobody. I that get. Means the you got to add an extra game in because somebody's got to get the no. four. Somebody will get the four. Don't worry. Right. Jordan will run the table here. Saints right. at Bucks. Sean, you Let's can go. go first. Saints and Bucks. Oh, Saints won this game week one. Different Bucks team now though. Let's go Buccaneers minus three. Bucks minus three. Jordan Simone. Saints at Bucks. Michael Sunday Thomas still football. out for the Saints. Man, the Bucks did not look good against uh, against New Danny York. Danny Dimes. Pretty pretty disappointing. If Danny Dimes could throw Dimes, they would have blew the well, Bucks threw a couple out times. by probably fourteen. Yeah, threw but a couple he, times. he missed threw two a couple or three thoughts, open too, but... guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, and uh, bad picks. I mean. He throws more more picks than anybody in the league, I think, besides Carson Wentz. I'm going to go Bucks minus two. Sean Crespin, give yourself another point. Bucks minus five and a half. Holy is where this number hell. sits right now. Opened at four and a half, minus five and a half. Uh, so, gentlemen, I'm calling an audible because the game I was going to put Damn next is taken off the board in the Packers and the 49ers. I'm not going to do that to you. Oh, yeah. So, I'm going to give you another one. Bears at the Titans. Who goes first, uh, me? Jordan, you go first for okay. this one, I believe. All right. Uh, Nikki Foles, not the guy for Chicago. Titans coming off a tough loss to the Bengals. I'm going to go Titans. Man, this this is going to be tough. I'm going to say Titans minus three and a half. Titans go, minus three and a half. I think, it's, I think people are losing faith in this Titans team. I'm going to go Titans minus one and a half. 
Good try, Sean. Titans minus five and a half. Jordan, Holy give yourself a point. Hell. All right. Three to Thank one. Give yourself a point. I'm on the board. Holy cow. I'm on the board. Patriots I got I gotta run the table now. The mm-hmm. Jets, Jordan. Patriot uh, sorry, Sean. Patriots at the Jets. Monday night football, baby. Garbage, right? Monday night football, baby. Terrible. Patriots, Jets. Can't wait. Patriots on the Monday edition. Patriots minus four and a half. Patriots minus four and a half. Jordan Simone. It's in the Meadowlands. It's in New Jersey. I'll say Patriots minus five. The comeback starts now. Patriots minus seven and a half. It is three to two. Damn it. The Jones Jets are terrible. The, pressure now. the Jets are terrible. The final game, and if it's tied, I have an overtime one that we can pick here. Ravens at the Colts. Oh, I did, that, did that Excuse me. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Texans at the Jags. Sorry, I read the wrong line. Texans at Jags. Jordan, you go I'm first. I'm gonna say Texans. I'm gonna say Texans minus five. Texans minus five. Good now, number. I, might, now it I might know. be it might be giving the Texans a little bit too much credit. Let's go. Let's go Texans minus three and a half. No Gardner Minshew, though. Let's go Texans three and a half. Give me overtime, baby. Texans what? minus seven Let's and go. a half. Give me OT, Sean. You weren't prepared. Steelers at the Cowboys. Oh, this is my team. You know that. I've been all selection. about these Steelers. Sean Crespin. No Andy Steelers Dalton. So ben, DiNucci, wow. ben DiNucci back in there. It's in Dallas. Yeah, did they put Dalton Sean. on the COVID list now? I think he has COVID. Well, I think that's why he got put on the COVID goodness. list. It's the it's the injury slash COVID, isn't it? I don't know. It's reserve slash COVID, but I again yeah. I'm gonna just say that I don't know because yeah. the NFL rules. I just are weird. saw the headline. I come think across that the list phone is only morning. reserved for COVID people. I thought if, if but he maybe has I'm wrong. COVID now, like somebody just doesn't want him to play football anymore. Like he gets that concussion, he gets I mean, I mean, good luck. Alright, so what was the game? Sorry, I'm not paying attention. It is your Pittsburgh Steelers, uh-huh. Tom Crespin, <laughs> at the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, God. Steelers minus 10. Steelers minus 10. Jordan, what are you going to do here? Oh, I think man. I know yeah, why. That's I would a good do number. That's a good. Well, you have the number in you, front of you. You're cheating. But... You, you got it. You have to. No, I just think the strategy here is your price is right in one way or the other, right? You don't go too yeah, far 100%. in front or behind. Don't you just give him. Right him. Don't oh, give you said minus just, 10? Minus 10. You said minus 10. I'm going to say minus 10 and a half. Price is right as ass. I knew it. They're going to be minus 11. The comeback is Uh, complete. Steelers minus 13 and a half. Jordan, very well done. What a comeback. Woo! Thanks, guys. Thanks. I just want to say it feels good. Feels good to get a win. Uh, You know, people were counting me out. I'm not going to lie. For a minute there, I might have been counting myself out, starting to question everything I know. But you know what? You just get back to your trust. What are you training? And, uh, you know, you come out on top. Sean, I think this accurately describes how you're feeling right now. This whole thing is a travesty and a sham and a mockery. It's a travesty sham mockery. I don't even know if the lines, you, you told me you were going to investigate me like I was looking into these lines. I'm going to look into what, you know, what you're giving us as information, oh. Schubert. That's, that's what I'm, you're going to start doing these investigations. Let's start throwing them around both ways. Okay. You're launching an investigation into the host of the show. So Sean Crespin, <laughs> after, after a great week last week, he goes 3-0 and and yeah. gets a great week and the line is right, comes back with a 1-2 and cashing in with Crespin week and then loses the line is right. So yep. uh, right back to normal, right that's back to right. where we expect it to be. Uh, Jeremy, final thoughts on the on the program here as we wrap up, and uh, I'm going to tell Jordan to tell everybody what to do here in a minute. Any final uh, parting thoughts? 
Noble, Manscaped, Shave Your Nuts, 2020. <laughs> Jordan, what should everybody 2020. do? 2020. Subscribe to the show. Uh, that is uh, right. Subscribe please. to the show anywhere you. you get podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Pocket Casts. Again, anywhere you get your podcasts, rate, subscribe, so you know when these episodes drop. You can follow the show on Twitter at Noble underscore podcast. We post a lot of social clips, some of the big takeaways from the show, like the Manscaped full-grown man salute. Got posted there the other day. You can check out that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio. You can follow Crespin at S Crespin 02. And follow Jordan at Jordan Simone 38. Chris Crespin and Simone, powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. Earnhardt Auto Centers, locally owned and operated since 1951. And they are a proud partner of Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. 19 Arizona locations, 21 dealerships, 17 brands. You hear Sean and Jordan talk about this all the time. It doesn't matter if you're north, south, east, or west, wherever you are in the valley. Earnhardt has you covered for that new vehicle that you're looking at. And even more so in this time of social distancing, wherever you're at in the Valley, the Noble Express option at noble.com exists for you. It can make the entire buying process an absolute breeze right there from the comfort of your own home, right where I'm sitting in my chair here in Chandler, Sean and Gilbert and Jordan, I think in Scottsdale, I think you move every other week, so I'm not really sure. You just go to noble.com, you click on the Noble Express option, They'll bring you a vehicle right to your door to test drive. Your financial application can be handled right there online to the delivery of your new ride once you make your purchase. You don't even have to leave your front door to experience the Earnhardt commitment to world-class service and low prices that can't be beat. The Earnhardt name is a name that you know you can trust, a 68-year commitment from their family to yours. Earnhardt Auto Centers and Noble.com. Gentlemen, that ain't no bull. We'll be back on Friday, a little bit of a, uh, a deeper dive into the Pac-12 preview, get you set for the NFL weekend. So it is a football Friday on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. We'll talk to you then.